0: ready i'm
1: ready are you ready
0: (laughs) i am ready well just
1: do it then
0: (laughs) all right let's get started welcome everybody to the Ville house podcast i am your host cruz robbie Villanueva, alongside my beautiful co-host actually you're sitting across from me holly nicole Villanueva. what's up babes hello it's been a while (laughs)
1: yes you're being Uh, all weird
0: i am i'm it's weird i'm a little nervous like i was excited to do this and uh like leading up to it, I just started getting nervous, and then sitting in front of the computer with the headset on, got a little bit nervous. It's like it's almost like doing it for the first time again,
1: except 116 times later. <laughs> except well,
0: more than that. There's just there's a bunch of episodes we didn't publish, but yeah, 116 episodes is where we're at. So this is number 117. We're not starting over or starting new. We're just continuing from where we left off, and we're back. Yeah. We are back. It's it's exciting and nerve-wracking at the same time yeah, it even was, though it's as easy as like we don't ev- ever have to publish this but it's still nerve-wracking
1: yeah it's um the little break was nice but it's nice to like be back on I guess it,
0: it it was nice um it was nice not having to uh still did so like I still wanted to do the podcast and I thought about it all the time I was like fuck man we just need to to put another episode out we start recording start reaching out all that stuff and uh just like one thing led to another we kept on going about life but it was always in the back of my head yeah. and I was always checking the website I was always checking all these things and I was like okay we're gonna do it we're gonna do it we're gonna do it and then finally we buckled down and did this one but yeah not having to deal with like the stress of Recording for however long or putting it together, editing it, and then figuring out what we we're going to talk about or all that stuff. It, it was nice.
1: It's, um, I think it's different because it's not new. It's like we know what to do, so it's not like we're learning something all over. It's just like taking the time to do it with the limited time that we have with everything we've had going on, which we'll talk about, and then yeah. everything we have in the future happening in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so this is more like a like a refresher and just getting back getting back into the groove of doing it on a weekly basis. We had taken a few breaks before, but I don't think it lasted longer than two weeks on the other mm-hmm. breaks. And it was just because we got caught up with other stuff, but the plan was to, like, all right, we're going to sit down and do put out another episode. Um, so it was just a scheduling deal. This one was like a... It was intentional. Yeah, it was an intentional break.
1: But we will catch you guys up on our lives over the past yeah it's it's
0: it's, uh i think it's like six months on the dot maybe or close to it so what the last episode came out um and the dates like on the dates that they're published are wrong because i republished all the episodes because i had taken them all down yeah uh for specific reasons and then i put them back up but the last time we published one was in october so like mid october mid october i think it was and then uh, we broke off from there, which I was planning on like, or I was thinking about it, um, like putting out an episode like, hey, we're just going to, we're going to stop for a little bit. We'll be back whenever. And then just, just never did.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize you took them all down, like completely off.
0: Yeah. But yeah. So I, uh,
1: so anyways, we'll talk about that. Like while we stop.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's various reasons. Um but yeah. Uh, so yeah, I put them all back up. So mid-October was like the last time that we actually published one. So what, October, November, December, January, February, March. Uh, yeah. Almost six months. So mid-April would be six months on when the last time that we published an episode. Uh, and then people ask about it. I will say it all the time, but it's not all the time, but frequently like a, a lot of people have asked about it. It's like, Hey, what's up with the podcast and this and that. It's like, and that gives excuse like, oh, we're coming back. We just we took a break for a little bit for insert reason here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so now we're getting back into it, and yeah, we just got to get our groove back, get back into the the routine of putting out a podcast and uh, reaching out to people to see who's going to be on it, and then just sitting down and recording.
1: Yeah, I think it'll be uh, easier than anticipated.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like we're five minutes in. And it's, it's already. It's it's coming back a it's little bit smooth, to normal, yeah. but like even setting up the the computer. So like before we planned or uh, when you set the time, and I was like, okay, we're we'll do it at this time. Like I got on it before and tried to set everything up, and it took a minute. Like I was trying to refamiliarize with how I set had all the settings mm-hmm. for for recording, and there were some things that I could, just couldn't remember. So I'm like looking back at other episodes <laughs> uh, that were recorded. It's like okay, how to have this this and that. It's like okay, that's that's how it goes, but now back in motion.
1: I don't know. I don't do any of that. So I just sit over here on the other side with headphones.
0: I know how great would it be to just have a, like a producer to set all that stuff up and we just have to sit down it's while they, great. they hit record <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, jerk. <laughs> uh, but it's cool. We're coming back. We are back. Oh, yeah. And, uh, the same way that we had did it, what, three years ago now, mm-hmm. uh, Because I think the first time we published an episode was in May of 2020. Dang. So for like two years straight, we were putting out episodes, and we went on a good run uh, with a good audience. We got to rebuild our audience, too, which we Mm -hmm. still have plenty. But
1: um, It's just like getting it out there. But I think – I don't know. I think like The Break was one of those where – like now, when people see it pop back up, like new episode from this podcast, they'll be like interested, like, oh shit, they're back. Where did, like, why are they publishing new stuff when they've been gone for so long? Yeah. So well, but I mean, like, some of the people,
0: some of the subscribers that we had who like just either unsubscribe or delete it or whatever. Cause I do that with podcasts. Um, like, I, I unsubscribe to podcasts, especially the ones that haven't put something out in a while. It's like, well, like I've listened to all the episodes or like I'm not getting anything from it anymore. So I'll delete it and nothing's been put out, nothing new. So it's like, I'll delete it. So I think a lot of that happened whenever we took our break. Yeah. So just getting back to those that are like expecting something new every single week and otherwise it's, they're out. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. So just building up that audience. That's fair. Um, It's something we have to keep track of, but, uh, Yeah, I lost my train of thought.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, basically I was just going to say, like, the main reason of why we stopped, and then we'll, like, go from there, but... Well,
0: are are we going to talk about, like, what we were talking about yesterday?
1: Well, not, like, in depth, but I'm going to give, like, the basis of it. Not, Not, okay, not really, so just hear me out, and then you can remove this if you don't care, but... Anyways, there was, like, a a tragedy that happened on the base where we were at and it, it became like a, a big ordeal. So for us, we were just trying to like low profile out in the world, um, not widely broadcast like everything we do in our military careers. And so we took a break there for a while for that. And then one thing led to the next. So um, we ended up taking the girls out of competitive gymnastics, which freed up our time for a very short lived uh, two weeks. Yes. And then, <laughs> Um, just due to some coaching conflicts, coaching changes, um, me being who I am, you know, like not allowing, I won't say not allowing, but just, um, the kids were in a, like a bad situation with bad coaching where the, um, I don't think people realize like when your kids are in a sport such as gymnastics and i think like most sports are like this but like how much time your kids spend in that environment yeah so for us like our kids were there 6 days a week um either between what 2 and 4 hours a day where well, the practices were 3 hours yeah so like they were at the gym a long time every day so they were in that environment with the other gymnasts with the coaches and then the head coach, who I really liked, he was awesome. Uh, he ended up leaving for greater opportunities for himself, and a new head coach stepped in. And um, it was a very, like, if I berate you, you'll do better mindset. Um, and I just felt like, I think we together felt like um, it just wasn't a good environment for the for the girls to be in. Like, they were sad when they came home for practice. They ended up not wanting to go to practice anymore. Um and I think now they missed the concept of gymnastics, like being in the gym, doing the movements. But I don't think they miss, like, the overall environment.
0: Yeah, I I definitely wasn't happy with it. And, like, like I grew up playing sports, and you get yelled at, all, all that stuff, which is fine. But there comes a point where it's no longer yelling for the sake of coaching. It's just, like, tearing down somebody for the sake of tearing down somebody because yeah. – you're you're not uh experienced enough or you're not mature enough to realize the difference or to understand the difference and that's what what in my mind in my opinion that's what was happening so like if you're just tearing down my girls for um no reason other than to do it yeah then you're not an effective coach and I don't want them spending their time around you like that uh, but if you're yelling at, at my girls for coaching reasons, uh, like, and then telling them, like, why you're yelling at them, or, like, coaching up what they're doing wrong, and you're yelling, fine. That That's fine. Like, I can handle that. That's part of the game. Yeah. But the other way is unacceptable.
1: That's how I was. Like, there were times when, like, before we pulled them out, the coach would be like, hey, you know, um, Elena or Braylon or Dallas or whoever it was, you know, like, they did this at practice and so they had to do rope climbs and I'm like, good. Like if they did that wrong and they were making poor decisions and their punishment was like, you're going to go do rope climbs. Think about what you, why you did it. Like you don't want to do rope climbs. I don't want to do rope climbs, like whatever. And then they get back into practice. That's fine. But when you start berating their character, who they are as a person or making them just like, um, making them feel bad about themselves that's kind of like where the line was for me and I think like we were on the same page with that but um so we ended up taking them out of gymnastics and like for those of you who like haven't listened to the podcast you know we were traveling almost every other weekend to Dallas which is a four-hour drive each way and um for weekend long competition so like we got a little bit of time back there but then like, two weeks after we pulled them out, Elena started <laughs> travel competitive basketball. And that's almost as time-consuming as gymnastics was. Yeah, the drives weren't as, as far, but they were a lot more frequent. Yeah, every weekend instead yeah. of, like, every couple weekends. And then um, at the same time, Braylon started track for her middle school team. Um, So she got into um, pole vault, high jump, long jump triple jump all the Mm. jumps which Uh, i'm
0: still upset because she should be running as opposed to the field events
1: but either way i just think it's not something like i don't think she's interested in running she's not but she's really good (laughs) at it that's what she is really good at it but i feel like you could be really good at whatever but if you don't have like a passion for it you're you're not gonna be good at it you know yeah like if she went out there and she just like fucking busted it to you know to run and get good at that sport i think she would kill it yeah but she doesn't want to so i feel like when she gets out there at practices and stuff she's like i'm gonna half-ass this because i don't want to do it um but then when you see her like doing pole vault or high jump when she gets that look of determination on it's like that's something that she's like passionate about yeah um so i don't know she's enjoying it um and then dallas is just doing her thing yeah, I doubt she
0: so she really wants to go back to gymnastics and I feel bad cuz I wanted to get back in gymnastics and just like cuz our schedule we can't get her into a different uh a different uh, gymnastics team yeah. which sucks but uh once we move which is something else we'll talk about we'll be able to get them back into that kind of routine but yeah. I like it that the girls are doing something different so like I yeah. I had always said it's like I want our kids to do Different lot, sports yeah. or activities, and try to get away from the traditional football, basketball, baseball type deal. Yeah. But as soon as Elena started basketball, I was like, "Oh, this is great! I fucking love it!" Like, yeah. I, I was I was so excited, and like the competitiveness came out in her. And she's super competitive, and I always said that like she wants somebody to compete against rather than to compete against her time yeah. or herself or like judges, which is what you do in gymnastics. Because you could see right away, um, like when she competed, the very first time she competed, she was into it and just like gave it her all. And then meet after meet, it just kind of started dwindling down because uh, I don't think that competitive fight was – it's kind of like Seabiscuit. If you know the story (laughs) of Seabiscuit, it's like he he ran – or I don't know if it was he or she, but the horse ran super slow up until – at least that's how it portrays in the movie – up until it had – competition and it's all horses like gaining on, on him or like running past them that's when he kicked it into gear and that's kind of how elena is
1: yeah i think like um like for the record i hate i don't hate but i just like don't get enjoyment out of like kids sports that sounds terrible as a parent but like i just oh like i just I don't know. It's something about it. And I just... I'm not an athletic person. Like, I didn't play sports, so I don't get the feel of it. But, like, going to track meets... Like, I love watching Braylon compete. And I love, like, her drive and motivation. But, man, like, it's just boring. Yeah. And then basketball is, like, one of my least favorite out of all the sports. And it's, like, the squeaky shoes and the sweat and the loudness of being in the gym and the horn. Oh, it's just so much. But when Elena gets on the court, like, she's in, man. Like, she... She just turns it on, and I love watching her play, but it's something,
0: yeah, and she picked it up super fast, so it's one yeah. of those like, oh, it kind of seemed like as soon as she started playing basketball, uh like okay, this is what I was meant for, yeah, type deal, uh because she picked it up super fast, and she got into it, like her heart's into it, she loves doing it, she has fun all the time, and uh, so, yeah, I hope she sticks with it, I want her to stick with it, and I'll support her. Like Mm. throughout, it would just be badass, and then some of the games they got they got crazy. Like, we definitely became those parents that are shouting and screaming and stuff. Uh, which it's like it's hard not to do when your kids are competing, but
1: they, um, yeah. So, she played one season, and like again, we're gonna move, so we'll talk about that. But, um, it was like every game was a tournament, it wasn't like you just go play a game, you know, it was tournament after tournament, so. The one game, like they were, um, they played, they played a game in the morning and they won by a lot. Then they played a second game and they just got like destroyed, crushed. And the girls they were playing against were just like better in tune with each other. They were bigger, they were taller, they were like better at shooting. Like just in general, it was a better team. Um, And then they played a third game and won that game, which put them in the bracket for the championship. And they had to play that game that like crushed them. And I don't know, like, what happened, if they were just off the first time they played, but that championship game, um, it was, like, it was freaking intense. Like, it, I didn't know you sports could get like that, but it was, yes. like, parents were yelling at each other, like, they were yelling at the refs, the coaches were like, shut the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it got intense, but they ended up winning, and she got, like, this big-ass championship ring, and yeah. she just, like, it was a good game. It, they enjoyed it.
0: It was, like, one of those dizzy movies where it's, like, hey, you start off, uh, like you build up to this team, and then and then uh, you do good, and then you get crushed, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh, it's over from here. And then you start building back up, and then you're at the championship game. So it's like you're you're fighting the boss or whatever, and that, that's what they did. And uh luckily, like the way that gym is set up, there's like bleachers, like legit bleachers, like if you were an actual basketball game. So you're not floor level, right there, right behind the players. Or anything you're up in the stands. And yeah, all of us were like, yeah, I, I came out of that game just sweating and <laughs> <laughs> like my voice was hoarse and everything. And as well as like all the other parents were on the same yeah. page, they were yelling and, and all that. And then, um, but what was cool was like seeing those kids like give it their all mm-hmm. and like they were playing balls to the wall they were just getting because some of the kids on the other team were huge and like elena got elena's not that big but she got like bumped around but she like got back up and she kept on going at it along with some of the other kids like they got knocked down they got hit and it was just because like they were all trying so hard but they kept on going kept on going and it literally came down to the last second um where the girls made a basket and then uh held on uh on defense to keep the other team from scoring the basket and the game was over. So it was just like, it was a wild ride. Um, and that was, that's like the part of competitive sports that, uh, I think Elena wants and needs. And like the part that I just love, just just Mm -hmm. you're going against somebody and it's, it's you against them.
1: I feel like, um, Braylon was kind of like that when she started track too, where it was like, uh, she was nervous. She didn't really know she got put into, um, so the first meet, all she did was high jump, I think. All no, she no,
0: was, she did she did pole vault, but no, she, not the first meet.
1: Oh, she yeah. She started the, pole the, vault yeah. later. So she started high jump, um, and she was like telling me all the things like I need special shoes and I need like like leggings and long sleeve shirts and all this. And I'm like, you don't need that. Like you barely started, you know. And of course, I went and got it all because that's just who I am as a parent. <laughs> but yeah. We get her all this stuff, and she gets out there and high jump, and it was like the first ever time she had ever competed and she like placed on podium. And I think that's where she was like, okay, like I, I can like do this. And then like after that first meet, the pole vault coach was like, Hey, like you're, (laughs) you're going to do pole vault, come out here and try. Um, and you can still see like, she beats herself up. She's just not like, I wouldn't say she's not good, but she's just like not where she could be yet. And so every time it's just like growth for her. And, um, it's just different because the competition is like right there with you. So you see, like if you scratch or if you get put out in track, like you have to watch your competition, keep going knowing like you're not there anymore. So yeah. that's difficult. But um yeah, I think, and then for a while we had the girls in swim at the YMCA, but that was just like basically an hour a week for them to go splash around in the pool. They weren't getting anything out of like the team lessons. So we ended up stopped going to that, but um yeah, it'll be interesting to see what sports they pick once we move. Dallas has like brought up like she wants to try softball, so yeah. That'll be my jam.
0: <laughs> That'd be badass. I I hope she does play softball.
1: I think she would just do really good at it. It's like uh it's just like more her lane, I think.
0: Yeah. After after seeing Elena like go through that whole thing with basketball I I want to see the girls get back into traditional sports if they want to try it uh, I think it would be awesome that the only thing I would be totally against um, like Michael if he ever decided to play sports was going through football yeah Uh, like I try to he's he's not going to play sports yeah he's he's more into like the farming and agriculture type deal but if that was a thing like that's something uh, I wouldn't want him to do yeah Um, And then there might be seven-on-seven flag football. So I I think Elena's like eyeing that.
1: Yeah, like one thing that they're really focused on is um, volleyball. Like I think that's really big here in Texas, something that they're looking toward. But like where we're going, it's just – I mean it's there, but it's not big like it is here. So I think they'll want to try it out, but then they'll get into it and they'll realize it's like a secondary sport, unlike how it is here. And so – but we'll see. We'll see like what they choose to do. Um, another weird thing is like there's no middle school sports in like where we're going and so it'll be uh um basically like city sports and so we'll have to see like how that works out. Yeah,
0: it'll be a bunch of city leagues. I would
1: really like to see Braylon get back into soccer. She was good at that. Um but again she's freaking lazy and doesn't want to run. So <laughs> we'll have to see how that works out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh one one of the reasons why we kept on putting off Bringing the podcast back and doing more episodes was just—we just got super busy with all their schedules. Like we were splitting up time to take the kids here and there, and you know, you just end up exhausted. It, I mean, it's an excuse at the end of the day, but part of the reason—that's that how we uh, we rationalized it.
1: Yeah, but I mean, there were like, yes, it's an excuse. Like, nonetheless, it's an excuse. But like, there were times where we couldn't even make it. Like. all the kids sports right so like you would have to go to some of the sports i would have to go to the other ones and that's just like exhausting in itself and it makes you like just feel bad as a parent like you can't be there to support your kids and the kids are like well why can't you just go to mine and you go to that one or why can't you both come to mine and we'll go to hers next time or whatever it is but um it was just it was just a hard dynamic and um hopefully like it'll hash itself out
0: Yeah, I was uh, I was reading this book um, and it kind of talks about that, how like parents get so busy and you want to make it to all the kids games, all the kids plays, all their recitals, their award ceremonies, like all these things. uh, But you can't like it's impossible to make it to all of them. but the way you should be looking at it as it's kind of like an 80 20 deal. Like you should be looking at these things in tiles. Yeah. And there's a tile for the games. There's a tile for this event, this ceremony, whatever. And uh, and yeah, you won't be able to make it some. You pull that tile out. But when you zoom out and you look at all those tiles. Um, that it shows a picture of, like, you being there as a parent. Yeah. So the thing is, you try to make as many as you can, but you shouldn't feel bad for not being able to to make it to all of them because mm-hmm. at the end of the day or the grand scheme of things, the picture, the kids will remember that you were at most of them. Yeah. Right? Um, and definitely you should be there for the key ones, like high school graduation or whatever, like, yeah. all, all those things. But in the grand scheme of things, like, you were there for most of the games like growing up uh like when i played football like jimmy was there for from what i remember every single game or what it seems like and i know he wasn't there for for every game but when i look back it's like i can't really remember i can't really remember a game that he wasn't there for yeah i just remember him being there for most of the games yeah uh so it's
1: kind of like that um i think the thing that like gets me in my mom heart is like when we when they do look up and see us like just the look that they get you know like the pure i don't know like just joy that they're like oh man my parents are here to support me you know yeah or like if if we go somewhere like if i take the girls to the restroom and then i come back and i see like braylon looking everywhere like for us like where did they go where'd they go and it's it's those moments where i'm like oh man like they really it's a it's a rock that they hold on to like yeah where are they at are they here to support me or like it's almost like they're just, we're their kind of support system. Like, obviously, we are, but it's like, um, like you're here and that makes me feel like safer in what I'm doing or whatever. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's nothing that we've completely missed, like that we just haven't been at. At least one of us have always been at something, but, um, I just think it'll, like, it'll always be more to us, like, oh man, we missed that. Or, yeah, I had to go to this, so I wasn't able to go to that. And, um, it's just, I think it's way harder on us as parents than it is on them as kids because they have somebody there for them, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. The key is just knowing that the, knowing that the kids know that you're there for them and ultimately like, that's what they're going to think of. That's what they're going to remember. Like, oh yeah, my parents were there um, for everything, even though we probably weren't there for everything. It seems like Like we were there for everything. yeah. Yeah. Like Braylon's choir recitals, like, we get there, we spend about two hours there. But the majority of the time, she in reality, she, sing, she would sing three songs, which lasted maybe 10 minutes. Yeah, And it's like, so, we were there, though. But, yeah. And same thing with their track meets or, like, Elena's games. Like, there's so much time in between or spending outside of that uh, just to see the game or just to see the, the recital or just to see her run. But, yeah. That And that's where, I don't know, it's just a lot of time, but we do it so we can be there and they can have that feeling, feel supported, and uh, just have those good memories.
1: I mean, but, I, think, uh, I think overall, like, we're doing a good job at it. It's just the...
0: I think so, too. It's just, it's hard. Yeah. It's tough. It is. It's tough. You're just going back and forth and trying to make everything and uh, just trying to make it all work. Yeah, I think
1: it'll be, like, significantly harder once we move just because, like, our schedules will change. Like, it'll be, like, a longer distance to travel to and from work and things like that. But it'll be – I guess we should just talk about that so we can stop being around the bush.
0: Yeah, so talking about the move, um, (laughs) like, we alluded to it in in a few podcasts uh, way back when uh, that we had gotten orders. We just hadn't said where we were going to move to. So the move is coming up. By this summer, we will be at our new – base our new location. Um so yeah. Yeah, yeah in a few months you, we I'll will be uh it.
1: going back to Florida, so back to where we were at previously on Navarre Beach. Um super excited about the move. Hell yeah. Super excited about the new jobs. Um excited really just to be back in the area like oh, I missed it so much. You know like I think about this a lot that when we were there, we were so ready to leave. Mm-hmm. Like it was just Um, it was just difficult in general. Like we were, we were ready to leave the area, ready to get back to normal. And like, I tell people this all the time and it's hard to like describe it if you don't really like know us for like the extent of our, our marriage and our lives. But when we met, um, we were working. Okay. So I'll take you through like while we were ready to leave that base. But when we met, we were working 24 seven ops. So you're working six days on two days off, Um, and that means like our weekend would be like a Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever, but we were on shift work. So every three weeks our shift changed. And so it was just a freaking grind. Like no matter what we were doing, we were just tired and exhausted. We were ready to leave. So in order to get out of there, you applied to be a MTI or a drill instructor. Which, looking back, it kind of made it a little worse. <laughs> yeah, so that made our lives, like, significantly harder. We were there for four years. I mean, you were working seven days a week, like, 20-hour days some days. Um, through that time, you know, um, we had two kids. So, like, my schedule was normal at the time, but it wasn't because a lot of the time you just weren't there during that tour. So, That was difficult, Um, but out of there, we got our base of preference, which um, we chose to go to Florida, just like based on the location, the area, and we got there, and then we just got into another freaking grind of like, it's a special ops mission, so like you were constantly TDY, I was either TDY or deployed, Um, and so it was just a lot of time away, so we decided to come to San Angelo, where we're at now, to basically, like, stabilize our family. Like, can we have normal schedules, weekends off, like, time to spend with the kids, time to spend with each other? Um, and looking back, like, on Florida, yes, our schedules were terrible, like, everything, but, like, the location, oh, man, it was just something that I significantly miss.
0: Yeah, I uh, I miss it a whole lot, and I hadn't been back there until we went, uh, mm-hmm. For for uh yeah. Until we went back to go visit. And um like I realized that much more how bad I really missed it, which was a lot. And when we came here when we came here to to San Angelo, we came here with the attention that we weren't going back to Florida and we were gonna go our plan was to retire in Texas, specifically San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And we made a lot of trips back and forth to San Antonio. Um, and with each trip, San Antonio just got more
1: less appealing, <laughs> yeah, less
0: appealing, a little bit stranger uh and it's just it 's so congested um and the jobs over there are not really what we wanted, so it started becoming like um yeah less appealing so what do we do now, and we were looking at places, and Florida kept on coming up. And thinking about Florida, and I desperately wanted to go back after we decided we weren't going to San Antonio. And uh, just thinking about it, I didn't appreciate how great it was when I was there. Although I loved it, like I loved the area, I loved the weather, I, I loved most things about it. But yeah, we were ready to go because of just like how busy we were and uh, ready for to stabilize. But everything else, like just the atmosphere, the things you could do there, um, the living situation—it was just—it was great. And then how green it was! Like I was—I was thinking in my head when we made the decision that San Antonio's just not gonna be it. Oh, it's gotta be Florida. That's—that was my Mm -hmm. thought. Like it's gotta be Florida. Like I want to go back to the green. I want to go back to the beach. Although I don't want to get in the water. I just—I just want to have the beach close Mm by. Uh, I want the the smaller town feel, yeah. which is weird because the area it's uh area wise. It's big, uh, but it's really a small town. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's just um, like, I didn't necessarily have my heart set on Florida. I mean, by all means, like I'm super excited. We're going back, but in the job that we have to return to a base that you've already been to is almost unheard of. Um, I don't know anybody that has been like like our career field their whole careers and has returned to the same base. I mean, I know people who have like stayed at the same base for their whole career, but not like left and came back.
0: So people have gone back to the same base, but typically it's um it's like the bigger bases that have like big wings, big units Um, where bodies are always needed. Like a
1: bunch of different missions. Yeah, and
0: typically they're not the most desired places because people have already been there or how crazy it gets or the work sucks. Florida is one of those most requested places um, because it's so unique and not everybody gets the opportunity to go there. So being able to get there twice... It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, the last time we got there was because of BOP. This time we got there, and BOP is base of preference. Like, we basically got to pick where we wanted to go.
1: We got to pick eight places that we wanted to go and, like, crossed our fingers that we got one of those places.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and it happened this time, too. So, like, the first time leaving Lachlan, uh I got base of preference because I was a TI there for, on a four-year control tour. And... Our first pick was Colorado coming out of there. That got denied. So we picked again and, and got Florida. This time around, uh, we picked Ohio, which sounds weird to most people. It sounds weird to me still. But right patterson Air Force Base, so up up there in Ohio, we've heard nothing but good things about that place. The area, the missions, uh, the opportunities out there just sounded great. The schools. Um, Aside from winter weather, which sucks,
1: I was uh, looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, not me. I was like, but I, I can deal with it uh, because that area is prepared for all that kind of weather. Yes. Uh, so we were thinking of that one. We put that number one on our list, and then we had Florida as our number two. Uh, and secretly, we
1: didn't. We had Charleston for number two. Did we? We did. Oh. Well, we had Charleston okay. with it. So like, that was my thing. Like my heart wasn't set on Florida, um, but it was set on the East coast. Like I just yeah. wanted to go back to the East coast. Yes. Um, I just love the whole, like, just vibe. I don't know how to, like, there's no good way to like describe it or explain it, but just like, uh, just being there makes me feel at home. Like, yeah. um, You know, we went on a couple trips. Like we went to Washington, D.C. and to Virginia and um, back like to Tennessee where my family lives. And like we lived in Florida and just being there like on the East Coast, it's just like this is nice, you know.
0: Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. Um, It it feels like home, especially when we went back uh, to go visit uh, a couple months ago. It's just it feels like home. and. I didn't realize it at the time, but when we were there the first time, like that's how it felt. It felt like home. Like this is where I belong. Although the job was kind of like pushing us out. Um, but then going back, it kind of solidified like, yeah, this is, this is home. This is where, where I want to be. Um, but going back to it. So yeah, Charleston was our number two. And then Florida was our number three.
1: Yeah. We had all the Florida and, races.
0: And secretly, like I wanted Florida to be number one. I was like, I want that place. But we settle, settled on on Ohio and Charleston just because we hadn't been to those places um, and they had good opportunities for us. Like they seemed good for us. And it was more likely that we would get those. And Florida was, it it was not likely just because on numbers and stuff and all these crazy calculations that I don't really understand. But So they,
1: basically I was in touch with the person for our career field who like Manages assignments like her, like her person basically dictates who everyone in our career field in the Air Force, like where their assignments are at. Um, so at the time, like, uh, you were a E7, and I had just like found out that like I was gonna get promoted to E7, and so we were trying to figure out where like we could go where we're in the same career field and they have two master sergeant positions open. And she basically told me like, put where you want to go and fill in the rest of your dream sheet with Florida because like, you're not going to Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, those were her words. Like, you know, we're going to deny all the Florida bases. So put the places you really want to go at the top. And then we know we're going to deny all your Florida. So we'll work really hard to get you to those places. And I was like, sweet. And then maybe like two days later, we got notification that we had assignment to Florida. It happened super like, fast. Dang, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We put we submitted it, and then yeah, like two days later, and we
1: super like cheated the system too. Um, nah,
0: I, we did it. The the system tried to screw us over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, but okay. So basically, like when you come to Goodfellow, like one of the selling points was that when you leave here, you get base of preference again, or you get to like pick your eight choices of where you want to go to. Well, maybe like two months before we were eligible to pick those eight bases, like Big Air Force said, we're not going to let you do that anymore. We're taking that program away. Yeah. Starting on 1 June, which was literally the day we were eligible to apply. And so I basically just waited until like 11.55 p.m. on May 31st and was like, submit. And I like pushed all the buttons. So by the time that the system received... um. My input, um, it still showed that it was May 31st, but it officially hit the system in June. So we were eligible, but we just, we like, I don't want to say we cheated the system, but we like just played it to our advantage. Yeah. And so our base of preference like sneaked in, but we were like one of the last ones who got it.
0: Yeah. And they, so, so. Yeah. In reality, I think we just lucked out. Like, yeah. cause that, those applications could have easily been denied, but yes. like, Hey, your window's not open. Get out of here. Um, and then, yeah, but somehow they made it through. Like we just, we pushed our luck. They made it through and we got the assignment. Well, I mean, we got our number three technically, but yeah. still we got that one. Like we didn't think at all we were going to get that assignment and okay. we just lucked out. And when I saw that, that that was our, our assignment, like the joy and happiness that I experienced was it's hard to measure or even explain because, because it did feel like, Oh shit, man, we're going back home.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's weird to me because that's how San Antonio used to feel. Yeah. Like when we would drive through San Antonio, I'd be like, man, like this is it, you know, like this is where I want to be. And then the more we went, um, the more like the city grew and crime increased, like significantly, the schools went downhill. Um, just everything. It was like, oh, I don't want to be here. (laughs) I don't want to be here. And so like when we lived in Florida, like we were ready to go, as I said, but just like the area there's, there's just something about it. Like it just calms me. Right. And then we went back to visit a couple months ago and just, oh, I, I can't explain it. It was just like, I felt the most relaxed I felt in a super long time. Yeah. Um, I just, it was easy for me to be able to shut off work and it was so like there was such a time from like basically March of last year until when we um went this year a couple months ago where like work was it like even when we were on vacation or away from like work I'm like dang like this is going on at work I'm gonna have to do this when I get back but just being there it was like my happy place I guess is the best way to describe it but um it was. It, I kind of felt the same way as you. was we took advantage, like, well, not took advantage, but we didn't really like appreciate everything we have. And then going back to visit, it's like there's so much this area has to offer that we did not take advantage of. Yeah. Um. That we can look at going forward. And plus, the schools there are amazing. Braylon, um, Braylon and Alina really. Dallas was a little bit too young, but they stayed in contact with the people, um, who like, some of their friends from before when we were stationed there, which is, like, crazy to me. Like, you know, military kids, we've moved states for four years, and that they still have friends that they, like, chat up or, like, call on the phone, FaceTime or whatever. And, um, and So they're, like, super pumped for them to be coming back, yeah. you know, like... Oh man, like call me whenever you get here so we can pick classes together and stuff like that. And it's just, it's not something that military kids typically get to experience. It's like a new kid every time, like you're the new kid on the block, but they have friends there and experiences like they know the area, they remember things. Um, and so I'm, ex- I'm super excited, excited to go back and um just retire. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, um, Uh, It's going to be great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to go back. I just can't, I can't wait. Um, And this, so the plan, I guess this will be like, this is where we're going to make home. Like I have two years until retirement, um, which will write out this, this assignment. You have four. uh, So more than likely, this will be the spot that we retire at. Unless something
1: like significantly crazy happens. Like this will be it.
0: Yeah yeah so florida would be our our home but
1: well, you know i've talked to the kids about it like like would you be okay with just staying here you know like like this being where you consider home and they were like yep and i'm like, okay sweet like <laughs> me too yeah they like it and i think it's a big thing that like a lot of people miss is taking into taking into account their perspectives like do they want to be there is it somewhere they want to stay and um, I think this time, this move is going to be the hardest one on them because they do have strong ties to this community, um, strong ties to their friends. And so this move will be really difficult for them, but not as difficult as it could be should we have gotten somewhere like right, Pat, where it was, everything was going to be new to them.
0: So. Yeah. To all of us, so everything yeah. would have been new
1: to all of us. And that,
0: yeah, so that's what I was going to say. That's the cool thing. Like, we're going back. Uh, to a place that's familiar that we know that feels like home and we still have friends there Um, so that's going to be cool uh, to go back to
1: so that's one thing and I know people like you love this and you thrive in it but like the unknown to me makes me so nervous like it'll make I'll be stressed out I'll get headaches I'll just be anxious all the time but like going back and knowing like this is the way to work. This is the way to the grocery store. This is how I get to my kid's school. Like all that is so familiar. So I'm not relearning it, but every time we go to a new base for like probably three months, it's just a constant state of anxiety for me. Yeah. So it will be like super comfortable just knowing like, Hey, we know this area. It's familiar to us.
0: Yeah. It's going to be great. So starting in the summer, our podcast will be coming from Florida. Yes. (laughs) We'll give a Uh, shout out once we get there. Yeah. Even when we were there, I was thinking, it's like, man, we could have been podcasting right now when well, we went to go visit a couple of months ago. Yes. It's like, we could have been podcasting right now, but
1: yeah. whatever.
0: Um, yeah, so... Uh, damn it. I just went blank on what I was going to say. For, oh, so, yeah. So along with the the break that we took from the podcast um, and everything we've been doing and how busy we've been and just, like, basically we were focusing on our responsibilities and 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 work and stuff uh and everything with the kids like the same time that we took a a break from the podcast like I took a break from social media and I like re- well I thought I removed all my stuff and shut everything down but I I logged back in yesterday or the day before yesterday um which is the first time in months and uh like I guess all my stuff was still up so yeah, like I had like, all these notifications and I was like <laughs> Oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, so if you've reached out to me and or, or anything on my social media and I didn't respond or comment or like or whatever, yeah, that's because I haven't been on social media since October uh until the day before yesterday. And it's been great. It's it's been nice. Um like before when I would get on social media, there was I had the FOMO like so fear of missing out on whatever it was. Um, or like have that anxiety, anxious feeling of like, okay, I need to get on there just in case, whatever. And, or like, man, I need to share these pictures with the world for people to see. And the entire time, and there was a lot that we could have been shared. I think you shared most of the stuff. Um, but there was a lot and, uh, I didn't, I didn't worry about it. It was nice. It was less stressful, it was great. I wasn't constantly checking my phone for all that stuff or just like spending uh time on, like scrolling, which is what I would do. Uh so my plan so that's all that to say like if you've reached out, I haven't been on social media. But I'm going to have my social media back up, but my plan on that is I'm only going to check it once a week. Yeah. Uh so I won't be constantly on it. I'm not going to have the apps on my phone. I'm just going to have the stuff on my computer. So I physically have to take my computer out and log on and do all that stuff to check whatever and then be done with it. Uh, Because it is kind of nice. But then there are those people that you don't like talk to on a daily basis, but you do have contact with that. uh, It's nice having them around. Right. Uh, And then just to share everything. And also with the podcast being put out there on social media, it'll be great.
1: Yeah, I never got rid of mine. So, like, I mean, I did in the past, like, I've, I guess it's been a long time, but, but, like, many moons ago, we got rid of it for almost, like, a year and a half. And it was, it was nice. It was three years. Oh, three years. It so was three years. Like, it was super nice not having it, but um you do. It's, like, the people who you don't, like, have their phone number, you don't talk to, you just communicate via, like, social media or whatever. Um So... I will say like I spend probably like way too much time on social media, but a lot of the times, um, like I'll scroll through and then I won't check it again until like the end of the day or whatever unless like a notification pops up. But um it's definitely like if you are su- if you find yourself super like waking up in the morning immediately going to social media app or whatever, it's it's good to have that break. Um but it's hard for people. Like most people live their lives through social media. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but it was I don't know. It's nice. Uh, I think it it made me. I, well, I feel like it like it made me a little bit more present, and I was able to work on things or do things that I wanted to like spend more time on than I did before. Was not having social media frees up some of that time. Um, so I I don't know. I just I I feel better without it. But I think being able to to check it every once in a while and still communicate uh, with whoever like will be will be good and just not be dependent on it and still be able to share those pictures. Uh, the same thing, like I'm I'm taking convenience out of it. Yeah. Out of that equation. So that makes it better. Yeah.
1: So like, I really noticed it. So another thing that like happened over this pause, like since we're just catching you guys up for, for Christmas this year, well last year, I guess, um, we, Did, like, minimal presents for the kids. I think we got them, like, four presents each. Something small that they, um, one thing they asked for and then three things that, like, they needed. And in lieu of, like, these large extravagant gifts, we took a family vacation to Orlando. Um, and we went to Disney World, Universal Studios, Legoland, Peppa Pig World. We saw Ice, Disney Ice, um, at Gaylord. So, we just had time together as a family, like, building these memories. And, and it was awesome. But, you know, I I made it, like, a priority for me to try to be present. So, to, like, not be on my phone taking pictures the whole time. Um, and so, I had a, like, pseudo fanny pack type deal because that's, like, the parents we are. And I just left my phone in there all the time. So, we would take, like, pictures of all of us at each location in the morning, like, kind of throughout the day a couple times. Maybe if we were eating or we were doing something significant. But I looked through my phone after the vacation, and I was like, dang, I only have, like, 50 pictures from the whole week, Um, and it, like, I do, like, love having the memories and, like, being able to spend time with the kids, while at the same time, it made me, like, super sad, like, dang, I wish I would have captured more of it, you know, Um, but I think that was, like, kind of the light for me, is, like, man, I spend a lot of time, like, just taking pictures of stuff, and not really, like, enjoying it with with everybody, so yeah, that kind of like put it into perspective for me, but anyways, that was like an awesome vacation. highly recommend if you haven't been um to all of those places in Orlando, it was great, yeah,
0: yeah, that was a super fun vacation, and the pictures like I think we took plenty of pictures. It's nice, I think it it starts becoming time consuming when you're like right on the spot uploading that stuff and then yeah. finding your pictures and Making the the comments or whatever, all this, I think that becomes more time consuming. And then just snapping a picture real quick and then moving on, I think is like perfect. Yeah. And which is basically what we did, so yeah. it was great. Um, they we're coming up close to an hour already. Dang! So right back into the saddle. I think I think it's been great. Uh, after the first few mi- minutes, it wasn't as nerve wracking. I think we just got comfortable again, or at least for me. Yeah, I
1: wasn't nervous. Yeah, Uh, I was a
0: little (laughs) like, uh, how's this going to go? But it's been good. Um, On top of all that, so we're back with the podcast. Uh, My social media is back up, so I'll be posting stuff on there for the podcast. Um, And then, babes, you will too. You have to. (laughs) I'll share what you (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, on top of that, so I brought the the website back. So the website's back up. It looks a a little bit better, a little bit cleaner. So go and check that out. So vilhousepodcast.com. You can reach us that way. You can reach us on social media. Uh, You can subscribe and follow us on Spotify, which is our our main platform, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, Apple Podcasts, you can make uh, ratings and comments. Same thing on, on Spotify. I don't think you can make Comments, but uh you could leave a five star review or whatever, so hook us up, do that, make the podcast grow, regrow again uh the way it was going um, I don't know, babes, you got anything else i don't i think I think we're at a good spot. uh we may have to do another reintroduction podcast on like us just to get uh whatever new listeners we get to get them spun up on what's going on. I'm for it, or who we are what Expect we're about that in the future. Go visit the website. Uh, Subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcast, and like all our stuff. Mm. I enjoy it. All right, all right. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Peace out, Cub Scouts. We will see you all next week for sure. Later.